0: Hey, hey, hello, and welcome to Shoutbox. This is Chris Olson. I am your host, and happy Thursday. Today on the show, we'll be talking about drag. And I have two guests in studio with me right now. One has been doing drag performance for less than a year. The other has been performing for several years. I'll I'll let Diana tell us about that. But I have in studio with me Diana, Pepsi, and Pixel. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you for inviting
0: us. Yeah, thank you. I guess let's start from the top, and you know this is. I'd love to hear experiences from both of you because I think you have you know very different perspectives. But I'd, I'd love to just hear some of your background because Dieta, I believe, if I remember correctly, that having been in the circuit for a while, that you have won your share of. Prizes. And, yes, I have. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> tell me about that. Tell me about it. Well, let's see. what, are, what are,
1: I'm a good lord. <laughs> how long is this program? An hour? <laughs> I could be here for like a week or so. But let's see. What's my story? How did I get started? Okay, this is how I got started in drag. I never really wanted to do drag. Okay. I just kind of fell into it. I started doing drag, of oh, 1984, 85. I kind of always admired drag queens yeah, and looked at it, but I was one of those gay men that was like, I am never putting on a dress, ever. So then the more I watched it, and then girls would go, were you pretty? You'd make a pretty woman. I'm like, no. <laughs> half the community thought I was a lesbian to begin with. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. It's not me. That's not me. And then okay. one night, my drag mother, whose name is Mona Desmond, because everybody has a drag mother, we were at his apartment. And we were... um let's just say, in altered states. <laughs> <laughs> For, you know, in altered states. And so he said, well, let me put some makeup on your face. I'm like, oh, okay. So he put makeup on my face, and there were about six or seven of us there. And after he got done, everyone went, gah, you're kind of pretty. I was like, no, let me look. So I looked in the mirror and I went, oh, oh. oh I'm <laughs> gorgeous. Okay, I'm gorgeous. I'm <laughs> stunning. So then he said, would you want to do drag? I'm like, oh, no. And they're and they like, there was an amateur show coming up at night. Okay. And they're like, come on, do this amateur show. Come on, we'll all come support you. I'm like, oh, no. And they're like, come on, just do it. So I said, well, okay. So the, but she had come up with a name. Okay. So they sent me home. Um, I was. I didn't know, because usually it's the name of your first pet in the street you grew up on. So mine would be Fluffy Brooklyn. I said, well, that sounds like a stripper. I can't be Fluffy Brooklyn. So I was like, what's my name going to be? What's my name? So in my apartment, I was uh, painting my wall. In my apartment, I ran out of paint. So I flipped it over, and on the paint, it said Odessa Blue. And I thought that was a beautiful color, Odessa Blue. So the next week, I went back. My drag mother painted me up. For you're allowed on stage, you have to perform for your drag mother, because you can't embarrass her. Okay. So they said, okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. They said, what's your name? I said, Odessa Blue. They went, (laughs) Odessa? What kind of name is Odessa? I said, what's the color of this paint? They're like, no, you can't be Odessa. And then, like, what's your pet in your street? And I told them that. I said, well, I grew up part on Brooklyn and part on Benton, but it'd be like fluffy South Benton, and that still sounded like a stripper to me, too. So they're like, oh, what are you going to be called? So on the table was a watered-down diet Pepsi. And they said, your complexion's the same color as his watered-down <laughs> diet Pepsi. And of course, again, we were in altered states. And so we said, diet of Pepsi, and bam, bam, there you have it. That and that's how awesome. I was born. That's fantastic. <laughs> do you have a drag mother? I do not,
2: but okay. I do have drag sisters. Oh, OK. So we started together, and we all just kind of rallied together and just said, we're going to do it. We wanted to do it for a long time. And it was my birthday, so I did an amateur drag night and then with my sister, Samantha, and it just kinda stuck. And I've been doing it for maybe nine months and I just keep on working and I keep on practicing and everything, but we always send each other pictures and help each other out and no mother, but I have sisters. I'm an orphan. <laughs> oh, poor baby.
0: That's really interesting. So, so for one, what is the meaning of drag mother? You know, this is, this is someone who is a guide to you. Is it, yeah. How does that work? Well, guide is not the word I would use. Yeah.
1: It would be more of, you know, if you could cuss on this show, I would say, bitch. But, okay. Um, <laughs> you, you can cuss on this show. It's okay. No, she's a person that gets you right together. Okay. Like, she'll tell you if your wig is nappy, if your makeup's wrong, if you're not walking right, if you're not acting right, if you're pouring, if you don't know your lips on, she will let you know. Because you cannot go out and embarrass your drag mother. Because her na- your name is your name, and you tell everybody, oh, my drag mother is so-and-so. And they go, oh, you let your daughter come out looking <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> oh, so,
0: that's so cool. Yeah, okay. so
1: they get you right together. Gotcha. Then you don't sash your drag mother you don't talk <laughs> back to her you say yes ma'am and you, and you do better and that's how i give a lot of my credit god she's going to get the big hit when she hears this but i get a lot of lot of my credit and success to my drag mom because i had a very strict Drag mom. Till this day. Yeah? She will come in the dress room and put more makeup on my face. <laughs> <laughs> she is not shy at all. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Pixel's uh, sort of evolution. What was it that
2: drew you to the idea? Well, I've been a professional dancer for like. Six or seven years. And I danced professionally in Chicago and now here, also in Minneapolis and South Carolina and kind of everywhere. I've been a performer for a very long time. I have always loved drag. I've always loved going to see local queens. I always had such a blast. And after a while, I was like, you know what? I could do that, you know? And so I just. Hiked up my balls and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you
1: know, said that. <laughs> stuff them up in there, take yeah. down, shove your dick up your butt. And there <laughs> you go.
2: Yes. The thing that I really wanted to do with my drag is like portray all these characters that I grew up with, like the nerdy, geeky side of me, like the comic books, the cartoons, and everything. Like There were these strong female Badass women that I just really wanted to portray through like a song or a dance or something, and drag would be a perfect outlet for that. So, like, I've performed as like Sailor Jupiter from Sailor Moon, I have like Poison Ivy, Glenn Close, and Fatal Attraction, like all of these like badass women, and it's just been
0: so much fun. We've talked uh, just offline a little bit about this. It sounds like you're doing some experimenting with what Pixel is. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, where, as with Diana, it seems like uh, you you know who the hell you are.
1: Well, yes. And I, too, <laughs> I too started as a performer. Okay. I got a degree in theater from Drew University in Springfield. Oh, awesome. And, I'll, and I did the whole, went to... New York and audition and <laughs> got rejected after rejection after rejection. So Drag was a way I could perform. Right. Because mm-hmm. I wanted totally. to be a performer. So that's how I you know, got started and then of course like I got told how other performers said, come on and just be a drag queen, be a drag queen. And I was like, well, okay. I don't know, Pixel, how did you get your name? It sounds like a fairy to me, not a drag queen.
2: <laughs> Pixel, I got it from pixelated video games. The old Mario games, old Zelda, and like the little pixelated characters. And so I just shortened that down and got Pixel.
0: We, we definitely have two different generations going on. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> generation that's a, <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> uh, uh, of, of queen this has nothing to do with
1: age
3: no the, it's, it's, it's fine <laughs> no no, no I,
1: I, I have no problem with that how, pixel heart how, if I can ask how old are you I am 29 Okay. And I am older <laughs> than 29. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I
1: will be 59 in December, so we had 30 years. It's okay. So you started late like I did. Yeah. I've okay. always been kind of late to the party on everything. <laughs> I, I didn't start drag until I was, well, I started in 83, because most people start dragging like in their teens. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. So, you know, but it was, I, I'm having a blast. I've had the blessing. To have a wonderful career, longevity, I still do it. I so, pageants
0: actually, tell me about the pageants because you know that's something I actually was not as aware of in this. I, you know I, I saw this as a performative art, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, as I knew it, it was performance. it was it was entertainment. And as I you know started learning more about it, I started hearing about pageants and about mm-hmm. the circuits and about about the competition that I simply wasn't aware of. What is this world of pageantry? Well, first of all, pageantry is not
1: for everyone. If you don't like rejection, if you don't like (laughs) criticism, it's not a participation where everybody gets a trophy. If you don't like to lose, it's not for you. Let me just start with that. that Um, (laughs) It's a lot of hard work, a lot of money, a lot of time. I got into pageants because um, I just... Like to win things. Okay. <laughs> I just, you like to be on top. I like to be on. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I just I don't know. It's something about the beauty of it in the and the transformation. Right. Of going from a man to a, a woman okay. was was wonderful. I love competition. I love everything in my life is competition. My favorite sport is tennis. I love to compete. I hate to lose a tennis. I love pageantry. <laughs> I love I love the the competitiveness right. I'm just I'm just I'm just that freaking nature that likes to compete okay so I got into pageants well back in the day when we started there was a black pageant circuit and a okay. white pageant circuit oh my first pageant was awful oh my god I was <laughs> so bad it's not even funny I mean I was just a two two tissue booger I was that
3: <laughs> bad. bad oh my god you could have
1: used that whole box of Kleenex it was bad I think there were 23 Three or twenty-four contestants, and I was so bad. I was like twenty-sixth. It was just horrible, and I just felt so bad after right. that pageant. I said I will never be last again, ever, never, ever be last again. So I, I went home and I practiced, and I I got better, and I listened and I learned, and I watched. And then the very next year, I went through a lot of losses and runners up, and then I finally won a pageant called Miss Debut, and I started on a black pageant circuit. Um, there were four contests in the black pageant circuit. There was Miss Debut, uh, Miss Sweetheart, Miss Fannies of Illinois, and Miss Fannies of Missouri. Okay. So, uh, oh, I Miss Midtown. So, I won Miss Debut, I won Miss Sweetheart, I won Miss Fannies of Illinois, I won Miss Fannies of Missouri, was on my way to run, run for Miss Midtown, and then Jaja Principal, God rest her soul, she was the diva of the town at that okay. time. And she was a wonderful, beautiful black... Drag queen that performed. Okay. She could dance the house down. And she said, uh, Hold up. You didn't capture all these other titles. Let some other black girls win something. <laughs> and I was like, No, I want to have them all. Because I was all new. And I had won these all in the same year. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, No, I want to win those. She said, No one talks back to Jaja Principal. If I tell you something, then you listen. Let the other girls win something. There's something bigger in store for you than this. And I said, Well, okay. So I didn't enter that. Miss Midtown, but then within two years I was Miss Gay, Missouri, 1991. So I just, (laughs) and then from there I just kept going. I'm a. I could go on for an, another hour listing my titles. Miss Gay America was just here, okay, in St. Louis last weekend, and I have been runner-up to Miss Gay America eight times. Oh, congratulations! That's so awesome. That just means I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but that's still. <laughs> yes, I was yes. So I have a, I have a lot of. I am a nine-time Missouri state title holder. Like there's like Miss Missouri America, Miss Missouri USA, Miss Missouri USA at large, and I also in my career have some male titles in there as well work mr, yeah. mr. missouri <laughs> usa mr missouri <laughs> usa at Large, mr illinois stuff like that and then i was working for first runner up twice to mr usa at large the only plus size person to ever make the top 12 at mr usa uh,
0: so i don't i don't know what that means as far as the, what is it mr usa what is the competition boys like? boys yeah competing and still I mean what are the what are the categories in, in well, performance? And the you... Mr in the Mr. Contest,
1: there's talent, interview, and swimwear. Okay. Well swimwear I just did it as a joke because I <laughs> was not putting on a speedo. That was not gonna happen. <laughs> I didn't expect to win. I just went to fulfill, you know, my title and and I got Mr. Congeniality. You never want to win a congeniality pageant. That means you just didn't win the pageant period. They usually <sighs> give that to the ugly booger person. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so
1: Participation so, prize. Uh, yes. It's your, <laughs> oh, you came, you were cute, you are funny. Here's your prize. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I learned a long time ago from Vicki Vincent, she's a former Miss Gay America, former Miss Gay Missouri. She's got a lot of titles to her credit. I was giving out Bobby Pence and Harris Brace to girls backstage because I want to be everyone's friend. Yeah. And she said, stop it. In <laughs> order to win a pageant, you don't want to be everybody's friend. Miss Congeniality is nothing you never want to be. And I never won Miss Congeniality. Never, ever, because that's <laughs> the kiss of death.
0: That's fascinating.
1: It is. If, they call, if you're standing in line and they said, you know, Miss Congeniality is someone saying, you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win. <laughs>
0: All right. I guess one of the things that was so interesting to me, it sounds like there is a very supportive family, if you will, of people. But it sounds like at the same time that that family is not necessarily, you know, always you know, kind and gentle with you. No, there's no. There,
1: yes because <laughs> in mean, any
0: any family, there's tough love. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, if you want to,
1: you have to focus on winning. So you focus on winning, and and I probably am. I think the only entertainer that's been second runner up in three national contests in one year. So that's that's something to be very proud. No, of. I'm really very amazing. proud of that. Yeah, even when Miss America was here last week, a lot of my friends are former Miss Gay Americas, and they're like. Uh, but it's like a family. You go there and you build, you build family. You build a you long-lasting friendship. I mean, mm-hmm. none of these friendships are twenty years old, thirty years old. You know, That's, and so it's not. It's not just competing. It's building family and building long-lasting friendships, and and things like that. So pageants have their ups and pageants have their downs. There's always goes well, well. Pageants are not for everyone. No, they're not. They're not for the weak of heart. You know, you you've got to be tough and and there's a lot of sacrifice. That go into it, and it costs a lot of money.
0: Does a title come with you know? Is it is it simply an award or is it, it don't a amount with money? Shit.
1: It don't come with nothing. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, okay. You might bragging get some, rights.
1: You bragging rights. right. <laughs> yeah. You got to make a trophy or crown, some flowers, a scepter, mm-hmm. maybe a little cash. Okay, and that's it. Yep, a face on a poster. Yep, face on a poster. <laughs> and that's that. You don't. there no nothing. You just. Well, an empty bank account.
0: Well, no, now I, yeah, yeah <laughs> empty bank account. <laughs> I do see that there's a lot of commitment to this. Outside of the fact that you like to win, you're on the front end of this you know, pixel. So mm-hmm. what have you seen you know, in, in starting out? Because again, we, we talked a little bit about this. I'd love to hear more about just your experience, as far as the competitive nature and the kind of things you've sort of seen on the front. From what I've
2: experience so far. Pageantry is like your way in around here, I would say. It's very hard for me because I haven't competed yet. I'm planning on competing this next season, actually, but... Because I have not competed yet, it's been very hard to, like, get attention and recognition and trying to get
0: bookings. So in a lot of cases, it's the same sort of entertainment issue is like, hey, I have something to offer, you know, but I, I need people to be aware of me. How do you, how do you yeah. start, start that? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of my bookings from Miss America. Oh, yeah. Like, I've traveled I the country Okay, mm-hmm. because
1: of being in pageants. Mm-hmm. And Pixel is right. That's the way you kind of get your foot in the in the door because just if you perform in in shows, you get pigeonholed, mm-hmm. as in that show. Interesting. So yeah, Pixel is right. Getting getting in pageants, you know, is a way to get your name out because pageants are seen by a lot of people. I never thought of myself as
2: competing in pageants until I started and realized that. And then I started to like research it more, and I love the idea. I want to. Be has got
1: the fever. Yeah, <laughs> pixel has got the
2: pageant fever. Well, yes. I'm very competitive too and I, Well, you're a dancer, you have to be competitive. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Come
1: on. The, the dance the theater, world is
2: incredibly competitive. In
1: the theater world, acting is competitive. Oh too. yeah. I'll mm-hmm. push you down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, like LGBT people in general are incredibly competitive with each other. Like we should rally around each other, but there also is that huge competitive side. Mhm where it's like, oh, they're doing well, well, fuck them. <laughs> you
0: know? It's so much about identity. It's so much about persona mm-hmm. the, that you're, you're, you're pouring yourself into. I had thought, I'd love to get corrected, but I had thought that it was that you're pouring yourself into a new persona and you're trying to you know, sort of perfect this new identity. I'm getting the sense that that's not necessarily exactly true. You know, this is something about there are aspects of myself that I get an opportunity to share now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. th- and This is maybe more who I I am or who I want to be. If anything, I'm, I'm no longer hiding some of these things. But I, i that's where I love to sort of get. How does that feel to you hearing that? Does that feel true or wrong or?
2: Yeah, there's definitely some performers out there that are more method than others, you know, that go out there and like they put on their wig and then they are that character. They change their voice, they do everything, they act differently. But with my experience at least, it's like a heightened version of myself. You okay. know, it's like I'm usually very quiet surprisingly <laughs> <laughs> but I put on everything and then I'm I just take my personality like to the next level basically
0: so it becomes a, a vehicle that, yeah. that you can sort of open up for sure that, okay and how about you
1: well, uh, well it started out yeah as Dietta was me because it was the side of me that could say things to people that Leon would not say
0: okay mm-hmm. you know
1: because Leon is horribly shy okay but when i put that makeup on and when i put the hair on it was like i could say anything mm-hmm. and do anything then actually come to find out that it was dieta was the precursor to jordan because you know i am transitioning okay so it was a way for go from leon to Dieta. To, it it kind of softened the the it made it possible for jordan to exist oh that's fascinating mm-hmm okay so now, as we find out that Dieta was actually Jordan, but I didn't know it at the time.
0: The thing is so interesting about that is, that, you know, life is a journey where you get to discover mm-hmm. yourself. Right. You know, it's it's fascinating that something that, that you were, you know, what, how did you put it? I would never <laughs> put on a dress. Yeah. Never,
1: ever, yeah. ever did I ever think I'd put on a dress. But who knew at that time that was like burning inside my gut? Like I wanted to transition. I didn't know. So it was a way to allow myself, as you say, on this journey, on this journey, I didn't know I would end up
0: here, but right. here I
1: am. And drag helped me do that. It was, it, was my, it was my way of becoming me without having to actually say it.
0: I feel this term gets used a lot, but I, I think in this situation it's very apropos in that uh, this sounds incredibly empowering.
1: It, it is empowering. Oh, yeah. Because totally. when, you, when you find your true authentic self, mm-hmm. there's nothing better in the world. When I finally said the word, when I said the, finally said the tra- phrase, I want to transition, it was, oh my God. It mm-hmm. was like tons of bricks had been, I had finally said that word. I had stepped around it. I had danced around <laughs> it, you know. But I finally said it. Yeah. And when I finally said it, I was like, "God, that finally felt good." And and when
0: out. how when did that happen? How recently was that?
1: Um, well, I kind of been. Oh, I can't.
0: Oh. I mean, was it years or was it? <laughs> it
1: was decades. Yeah. No, No. No. No.
0: Actually. Um, <laughs> okay. Actually.
1: <laughs> actually, I've been. I I've, I've thought about having a vagina for a long time. Yeah. I would always say, if I was only six inches shorter and 100 pounds lighter, I'd have a vagina by now. But then, about four or five years ago, I would look in the mirror and I would say, God, I wish I could be dyed all the time. But I couldn't because of, I worked in corporate America. So that was not, transitioning at work was not, I didn't even tell anybody at work, I was a drag queen. Because, you you know, back in the 80s, 90s, that was immediate termination well mm-hmm. you're going to find out soon if it's going to be right, anyway right. so I didn't I didn't really I kept all that suppressed and yeah. then I just to make a long story short on September 24th I went to the doctor and found out that I had an intersex condition and intersex means that you're not 100% man you're not 100 percent female yeah. it means you have a condition that you're a combination of both okay. so I found out that my chromosomes are male hormone hormones are female interesting so what you see on the outside is not what's on the inside right and so like most men have, have testosterone levels of 800 to 1200 mine was 0.01 so some sometime in my life my body stopped producing testosterone and then started producing estrogen we don't know what happened maybe it was spontaneous mutation you know but it's my body just stopped producing yeah and so it switched to female well, I didn't know this. I thought I was just a gay man.
0: Yeah.
1: Huh. <laughs> then I went to the doctor at twelve fifty nine I was a gay man and one oh two I was a woman. I was like, No oh, okay. <laughs> It's like
2: mm. that show I didn't know oh, I was pregnant.
1: <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is my favorite reality show. I know. I didn't think I was amazing. pregnant. It is. Yeah. Oh, my God. We yeah. are now bonded. Yes. We are now sisters. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know I was pregnant. That is. I could watch that hours, on hours. 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 <laughs> Chris, if you ever have one Sunday um, and you're hungover, just, yeah. just watch that. Go yeah. oh, yeah. when those girls find out they're pregnant, it's oh, and the baby just pops out, yeah. it, is, it is comic relief. Really. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's comic
3: gold. I'm
1: telling you. Okay. That's awesome. That that yes. So awesome. <laughs> but, um, but I just, I found out and I was just, okay. Then um, because of um, a heart condition I had, I had to go on a diet and I had congestive heart failure. So I was put on a strict diet no fried foods, no salt, no nothing. Basically, fruits, vegetables, styrofoam. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so in, in that so, process. So no
1: fun eating anymore. No. Got it. Okay. Nothing, oh, no holy. drinking, no nothing. Nothing. Ugh. No drugs, no <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So in that process, I started on weight. I got hormones. I was also going through, because my levels were so long, I was also going through menopause at the same time oh, wow. as I was going through puberty. Because once you start your hormones, it kicks your body into puberty. Yeah. So I went through menopause and puberty at the, I'm going through them at the same time. Oh. So if I snap on you, I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> I don't can't figure. We're <laughs> no out longer line. sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the process of losing 155 pounds to date, and being on estrogen, I went from a flat-chested boy to 48 triple D's and hips and ass and the whole bit. And I was like, oh. Well, that's...
3: <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, Mother Nature,
1: so, mm. So this is... And I said, thank God I got it at 58 instead of when I was 18, because I'd have been dead by now. Because I'd have used it for all
0: kinds of personal <laughs> advances. Now you've got the wisdom
1: to <laughs> yeah, yes, a- a- I, apply carefully. <laughs> yes, now, now, now the Lord decided Mother Nature, okay, now she can handle all this. So um, so it was last year after t and okay. t is of Remembrance. I just woke up that morning and said, "Okay, we're going to do this." So I went to work with makeup, hair, and everything. No one said a word. Hasn't been easy, but I mean, no, that's, yeah. that's it. That's my whole life story in a nutshell. So drag got me to this point. It was it was the stepping stone, so I could find the
0: true me. That's it's a remarkable story, you know. That's mm-hmm. it, and. Let to a lifetime movie soon hopefully.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll we'll quickly uh, secure the rights right after the show <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> <Sign> here, <please. laughs>
0: It's interesting how even if your conscious mind isn't aware of it that there are times that you're just drawn to things that help help you find where you need to go or help you find that path, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you know sometimes you are making a very conscious decision, but you know it's it's let's let's say pixel you know uh, you were drawn to performance probably from an early age, correct.
2: Oh, yeah. I held ice skating performances on my carpet for my family when I was five. Okay. So, <laughs> and I didn't come out as gay until 23. Okay. Which is hilarious because I was doing <laughs> ice skating performances at four or five. Um, and
1: that wasn't your clue right there? <laughs> right. <laughs> Mine was backyard talent shows.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would make posters and put them up, performance at three, be there. And I was doing triple
0: axles
3: oh my God, that is <laughs> in my so socks. Cool. Yeah, that's really cute.
0: <laughs> however, things shake out this way. My my oldest child, uh, you know, I, I refer to it as being shiny. You know, you've got something that, that, you know, makes you feel shinier, helps you shine to the world around you, right? And it's just this inborn glow that that you have. And if you aren't pursuing it, if you aren't doing it, you you dim a bit, you know, or you feel constrained, you know. And that that idea that you were mentioning, Diana, about about corporate America, that you couldn't necessarily be be who you actually are. I hate hearing that, you know, and I love the fact that, you know, you found that you are able to become what you already were to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really remarkable. And you know, it's the same sort of thing in, in the performance world, too, is that even without knowing it, you just were. You were a performer, and then you found mm-hmm. a way to realize that. And now you're know, taking that to the, you know, not only are you doing dance, but you also are expanding this out to the drag world. I think it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. These experiences of being on stage, experiences of, of being in these roles, you know whether you're meaning to or not, you ask a lot of questions of yourself. You're you're seeing what what you're liking and what you're not liking, and people are pushing you outside of your comfort zone. And sometimes when you do that, you await, I'm actually far more comfortable here than I thought. So I think all these sort of help to evolve you. You know, and 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 you know, and, and help you shine. So I, it's it's you know, but it's remarkable how different everyone's paths are. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you would hope people might ask of you if there was a question? Is there anything that you would, would love to answer about drag or about your experience in drag? A
1: question? would I want? I mean, there's not a question that that people haven't already asked me.
0: Is there something that people are always asking you about drag?
1: They always used to say, "Do you want to be a girl?" And I was like, "Yeah." No. That's the question of people. So you want to be a girl? Mm-hmm. And you start doing drag. Your family goes, "So you want to be a girl?" You're like, "No." I just at the time it was yeah. no. I just like performing. And it was an easy. It was easier way. To perform, to right? Me. But that's just so because a lot of people think just because you do drag, you want to be a girl, which is not necessary. And then another thing is, that a lot of people think just because you do drag, you're gay. No, one of our mm-hmm. one of my Miss Missouri sisters to be has to be straight.
0: Okay, so it doesn't, you know. So it, it's like identity. It, it, you it's just it,
1: identity. It's 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 how you look at it. Like some of us, it's a way of life. It's income. Mm-hmm. Some of us, it's a creative outlet. For some of us, it's part of our journey. Drag means a lot of things to some people. It's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, it just allows people different avenues and options in life. It's not just men in dresses sometimes. I mean, it is men in dresses. <laughs> but I mean, it's not just men in dresses. It's men in dresses with it's purpose. It's so much and, more than that. It's, yeah, it is so much more than that. And sometimes I would like put friends in drag just so they feel how it is. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, here you're going to go on stage in front of about 200 drunk homosexuals and they're going to read the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> everyone's judgmental on the second you stand on stage.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because she doesn't wear; it she looks horrible, her wig's bad, blah, blah, and the list goes on. And if you can make it through that yeah. in a three minute number, then you got the balls to be a drag
2: queen. I was just going <laughs> to say it takes a lot of balls to do drag because you're on stage, you're like putting yourself in in such a vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. You know, people could read you to the house down and say like, "Oh gosh, she's so busted! What the hell is she doing? Oh, my gosh, she's so boring! I'm bored. What are we doing here?" But I never felt more confident in myself until I started wearing lipstick. Like it really, it it just brings it
0: out in you. You like you can't be touched. That's awesome. So, drag has become a part of pop culture too now. You know, you've mm-hmm. got you've got you know Drag Race and you've got these things. Have you seen that that actually has been. You know, in some ways, helpful or harmful, or, or you know, what? What's your thoughts on on the popularization of it?
1: I'm trying to say this politically correctly.
0: <laughs> um, don't feel you have to. I know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I do have to leave this building and go back to the community. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I I know that RuPaul's Drag Race is very popular. I understand and I get it. I personally don't like RuPaul, but that's a whole oh, another episode. Um, <laughs> I just think, yes, it helped elevate and make drag part of pop culture but it also hurt local drag because times sometimes i see you will pay let's say fifteen hundred dollars to bring in a rupaul girl who isn't that good right you know okay or they don't show up Mm -hmm. or they get here and they're busted because they think they're coming to Little Podunk St. Louis and they don't have mm-hmm. to to try.
2: Or they're rude and
1: Are they are there yes, or they're rude. Yeah. We haven't had RuPaul girls here that come to be rude to the girls. Mm. That's why I don't like RuPaul. He okay. came here and was very rude to us. Okay. Yeah. Told us we were boogers and he was a star and he can get dressed in the same room with us. And they're and like Pixel said, sometimes they're very rude to the girls. Okay. And these are, are queens that look up to you and you on T V and You know, Mm -hmm. okay, sometimes, look, bitch, you came in last, so just because you got on the show one week doesn't (laughs) make you a star, right? you know, but but bar owners give them luxury hotel rooms and limos and give them all the stuff they want, and we can't even get $50 for a show, Mm
3: -hmm. you
1: know, and they treat girls, their local queens, like shit, and like, we're here when you want a benefit or you yeah. need something, you we're in you, the community. We're in the community helping you. Yep. but you'll bring some RuPaul girl
0: here. I could sense that there was a very long expletive that was about to be there. <laughs> I, was, I, had to, girl. I had to clean it up
1: right <laughs> quick. I'm like, okay, I, can't <laughs>
0: wrap can't up. I can't say
1: what I want to say, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and it, it and it hurts. It hurts my feelings. I'm gonna speak in the eye. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> yeah, because I've been here a long time and I and I helped. This community, and I helped the bar. And anytime you need something, we're always there. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. know. But just because we weren't on RuPaul's Drag Race, we're we're nothing.
0: In some regards, it's it's just like any other sort of media blitz. You have an incredibly talented performer here, and then you, you, one spotlight on television. Somehow, that 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 adds credibility to them, where mm-hmm. you know even if the talent isn't necessarily matching what what people are mm-hmm. perceiving. Yeah, I always put it like this: Do you want the audience that that loves you for who you are, or do you want the audience that here's someone else think you're cool and so they join right. the bandwagon? You know, mm-hmm. it's not that that it's, it's not that it's wrong. You know, but if the spotlight gets turned off of you, you hope your audience still will follow you because of right. who you are.
1: We do have queens in here in St. Louis that are very, very talented. Yeah. Because if you can make it in St. Louis, you can make it anywhere in the United States. Because we have some bitchy queens here yeah. <laughs> that will judge you and literally, I don't know if you've experienced this, will shout out while you're on stage. You're a booger. Get off stage. You're horrible. <laughs> 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 they were or <laughs> are you saying that you've
2: done that so. and when I said that I was being 100% truthful I,
1: was, I said it with love no I never said that and you know and, oh or God. you have people you're performing and they'll get up and go get a drink and you're singing right to them yeah. you know stuff like that you know and, and I guess one thing we could talk about is drag and performance drag okay there's to me to me there's two different Things
2: meaning like the look versus um, the
1: performance, or what do you mean by um, okay? Like for instance, I am old school drag. Maxi glamour to me is the epitome of what performance drag is. Okay, they can. Oh my God, have you? Do you know Maxi? I I, I don't. don't. Do you know Maxi? Mm-hmm. Maxi is a master. They are a master of makeup and performance. Now that is some performance art right there. But to me, to me. Maxie's not a drag queen to me. Okay, but I give Maxie all the props in the world because that is some talent. To you, I, I don't know where they get that makeup from or that makeup talent and skill. I wish I had that. <laughs> but Maxie to me is the epitome of performance drag. Okay, it's and I never want to see Maxie change for anybody. You know, because it wouldn't. if Maxie entered a pageant. It wouldn't. They would have to conform. To, and I don't. It, that it, that's it's on a whole nother level.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Pixie. To me, it sounds like you're a performance drag queen too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. And, and I applaud those people too. You know, and I and I confess I had a problem with bearded drag queens <laughs> because I'm old school. You know, and I've worked with people that have beards, and I understand it. And to me, that's a different kind of of drag. And I know you probably people like, oh, she's old and she's tired and she's, but that's just, I brought, I was brought up on drag different and every, and all that kind of drag, old school drag, bearded drag, performance drag all has a place and we can all work together. Yeah. It's all valid. It's all valid. And one isn't better than the other. It's Mm -hmm. just your type, how your type of drag.
0: Yeah. What is
1: old school drag then? Oh, old school is just glamour beauty and yeah, um, The glitz. The glitz
3: all. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs>
1: think 40s Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. That's old school drag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
2: That's like old school. Old broads.
3: Old broads. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. All. Like Betty not Davis. Not my sister anymore. <laughs> us. I'm saying
2: the, the Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. Like Betty Davis and like Liz Taylor. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause that's who we. That's who. That's what I mean by broads. Yeah, like we. That's who we. That's like oh my god, like well, Jackie O glamour. Mm-hmm. It was glitz and glamour. It was all that rhinestones and furs and all that. That's that's old school drag. Mm-hmm. Where you where you put on? Where you say you get your if You say where you get your face painted to the back row? Right? Yeah, and painted for the back row. That kind mm-hmm. of makeup. Okay, stone yes. from head to toe, toe. <laughs> I mean, earrings, earlobes, yeah. just hanging stretched. on, for, <laughs> stretched. Because you got hundred pounds of jewelry on, and yep. yeah, uh huh.
0: So you, you've mentioned a couple of ways that it's changed towards sort of contemporary you mm-hmm. know, views of this. How, you know what, what is what is drag now today? Like, what does it open up to? Oh, there's a lot of different
2: avenues of yeah. drag now. There's like there's the Instagram queens who don't really perform, but they do makeup and they do tutorials and stuff and they consider themselves drag queens and, like, they have thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, mm-hmm. some of them, and they've never really stepped foot on stage. So, like, it's a completely different, like, it's just, like, there's so many different avenues now.
0: So yeah. the digital world has sort of opened up this opportunity to, to oh, a, yeah. Uh, yeah. a, new, a totally. new platform, new yes. stage. Yeah.
1: even and even there's, queens have their own Facebook not Facebook, Lord Jesus. <laughs> They have their own um, YouTube channels. Oh, okay? yeah. Mm-hmm. And they perform on a stage and people send them tips through Cash App yeah, and Venmo. And, like, and I'm like, mm-hmm. like PayPal. <laughs> PayPal. I never thought of that. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was like watching something. I was in the dressing room and the girl, she was like, oh, yeah, I just had a friend of mine take my performance and people are sending me tips through Cash App. I was like, why didn't I did not think of that. <laughs> so it's like technology is catching up with everything, mm-hmm. and so you can make money and not even leave, leave your living room. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You can put a curtain on
2: your wall, and do your makeup in front of a ring light, and make x amount of dollars. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that an appealing idea to Making either of you? X
2: amount of dollars. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Hello. Oh, yes. I'll do anything in front of a curtain, in front of a <laughs> I'll tap camera, in your bathtub if you pay me <laughs> enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I have no shame. No, I have
0: no morals. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. You. Are, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's okay. Well, let me let me try to rephrase that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you got our answers. You wanted. <laughs> uh, no, I, I guess the the where, where I was getting at that yes, you want to be able to be monetarily renumerated for your 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 skill or whatever you're doing. And that's that's a big factor. But you never make money money back
1: and dry. Oh
2: no.
0: Never, oh no. Ever when I told my mom
2: that I was doing drag she was like oh are you doing it for like extra cash and I'm like oh, no, you kidding me you <laughs> I have spent a no. lot of money and I've only been doing it like for so long especially I've,
1: if you do pageants no I mm-hmm, have a dress oh, that no. costs $12,000
2: holy crap <laughs> 12000 do you wear it to schnooks?
3: <laughs> <laughs> actually um, yeah mm-hmm.
1: unless you are the epitome of mm-hmm. right, like Tommy Ross she, I'm sure she might uh, what are some of the
2: biggest expenses? Wigs. Oh yeah, wigs, wigs are so expensive because they a wig can make or break how you look. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it's a cheap busted nappy wig, oh. that's gonna you don't go
1: to Johnny Brock. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. Think you'll get get oh one of those wigs God. that are nine ninety nine <laughs> out of a bag. You look like a clown when you put it on your head. Oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that, and I love that.
1: <laughs> See, you're new; you can't say the things I'm old. Okay, I can say it all. Okay, they'd be like, "Oh, diet is at it again." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yes." Listen to this podcast, but um, you're but you're totally right. You know, you mm-hmm. get, it's wigs and and makeup. Yeah, um, yeah. Cover girl does not cover boy. Yeah, okay. So you got to get you some good, at least a good foundation. mm Hmm. And full try, coverage. Full coverage. Full coverage. Go and get you some stage makeup. Yeah. Go get you some Ben-Nine. Krylon. Huh? Krylon. Some Krylon. It's like clay. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, my God, yes.
1: Krylon, <laughs> that goes a long way. It can yeah. cover up anything. You mm-hmm. got you got some zit pits, it'll cover <laughs> up. Yes, it's like putty. Yes. But get you some good makeup that that looks good and co- can and cover wrinkles and marks and all that okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. Because if you look good... That's half the battle.
0: Okay. You know. And as far as learning how to do this, uh, I'm assuming that this is the better drag queens are ones who can do it themselves. Or is it not? Or do you have people who help you?
1: I ain't got nobody. No. I can't
0: get a (laughs) a boy to carry a
1: wig into a bar for me. That's why they call it drag because you're dragging in by yourself, you're dragging out by yourself.
0: It's a, a solo craft, but you do have people who will tell you if you're doing it wrong. Yep. <laughs> <Yes>. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Yep. You'll come downstairs with the best uh, talent idea. Oh my God! Blah, blah, blah. I'm be like, ugh Yeah. No.
2: Sometimes it just doesn't translate. It doesn't translate. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what What you think in your living room
2: does not translate yep. on stage. Okay. Much like my ice skating, it did not <laughs> translate very well. <laughs> but in my head, I was Michelle Kwan. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: This has been awesome. I really appreciate you sharing the stories and giving more info on this. And mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to oh, yeah. talk more about this another right. time. But is there anything else that you would love to share with the audience before we go?
2: You can follow me on Instagram. It's pixel and then two underscores 8-bit. Like the number 8 and then bit as in like an 8-bit character. Okay.
1: So pixel underscore underscore 8-bit. Okay. And how about you? Is I they got what? all that. You just, <laughs> uh, um, Facebook. did. of Pepsi. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm also on Instagram under Dieta underscore Pepsi. Okay. And you follow me there.
0: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And do you have any performances coming up or uh, any pageants coming up that you I have ventured into acting.
1: Oh, no kidding. Oh, yes. Boom. I got cast in a show, actually my first professional theater show that um, I get paid for through the New Jewish Theater. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, and then after that, then I have another show after that.
0: And is all this information on your Facebook page?
1: No. I have to put it on there because I haven't they haven't given performance dates yet but I do Mm -hmm. a lot of charity work Okay, and I do drag on I hosted the show at Complex for 21 years so I've done my weekly
2: (laughs) okay (laughs) done your time so
0: so for the most part people can find out about you on on Facebook Facebook. and and if you update it they'll be able to find out where they can see you on stage (laughs) yeah okay yeah
1: Yeah, I I always make sure I put it on there
0: well what are these shows going on this fall um, no, they're in twenty twenty. So what what can you can you tell us what they are gonna be? Okay,
1: I can tell you. Yes. Yeah.
0: The first one's called mm-hmm. um, The Levinsons. Okay.
1: I play a trans, a black transgender nurse who takes care of a man with Alzheimer's. Okay. She's witty. She's catty, but she has a heart of gold. That was not top casting at all. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So, so, uh, so definitely, you'll look for the show here. Mm-hmm. It's in, in, in the St. Louis area.
1: I'm at the New Jersey Theater in New the Jersey spring Theater. of 2020. And Then after that, I play a character that goes through transition. I have to, I have to play a man and then transition into a woman on stage.
0: That's phenomenal. So,
1: uh-huh. and also, I'm put in for um, a supporting role in a movie being shot in Utah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's awesome that's really awesome again I, I'm so glad you were able to, to make time to be on the show today thank you so much for joining us here on Shoutbox
1: thank you very thank much you. for having me I appreciate it
0: this has been a phenomenal introduction to the drag scene here in St. Louis and I just want to say thanks again to our two favorite St. Louis drag queens Dieta Pepsi and Pixel for joining us on today's program you can connect with Dieta via her Dieta Pepsi Facebook page and connect with Pixel via Instagram at pixel underscore underscore 8-bit. We want your feedback. Take a moment to read today's program or just send us your questions and comments at shoutbox at kaiharding.com. Today's program was recorded by Dane Dickman of Cool Fire Studios in St. Louis with some extra bits from Emmeline Myers of BAM Studios in Chicago. And the program was edited and mixed by Sven at Blue Box Studio. Our theme music was written and performed by Melody Jane Wachtel, the band. This is a stick up. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in and have a beautiful week.